Blog Talk Radio. Archangels, ghosts, and Bigfoot. Oh my. It's just another night for supernatural girls. Real stories, real answers to life's biggest supernatural mysteries. And now, for another exciting interview with paranormal experts from this world and others. Here's your host, paranormal researcher Patricia Baker, on the one, the only, Supernatural Girls. Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker. I am here with my fabulous co-host all the way from Tucson, Patricia Kirkman, PK. How are you tonight? Absolutely fabulously wonderful. Oh, my God, you're back to your old self, huh? Yes, I am. I feel more myself than I have in the last eight weeks. Yay. That's good. So look out, people. Here I come. All right. All right. I can hear it in your voice. Well, this is wonderful. We've got a great show tonight. In just a few minutes, we're going to bring our guest on. It's James Gilliland of ESETI, Enlightened Contact with Extraterrestrial Intelligence Ranch. He is going to tell us all how this happens, all about the flybys. That are very, there are just so many of them, right, PK? I can't believe you it. saw the I video. cannot believe what I've been seeing and watching. Woo! Like, incredible. God, it's incredible. Right. Yeah, so, so we're going to bring James on in a few minutes. But first, PK, let's check in with you about the numbers. What's happening? Well, we are in a brand new month. It's a seven universal month, and we want to be relaxed. We're going to feel tired. And it's a good time to scan your life and take a look at things that you may want to rearrange or change. But the most important thing to think about is this is an excellent month to be a teacher or to be the student. All these classes that you've thought about, talked about, and put aside, come on, pull them back out and let's start working on them. Because you'll be surprised. You are a walking sponge right now. And what you get involved with and what you care about is going to stick with you. You're going to be able to keep it going. Couldn't ask for a better time. But, as all good things, there are a bet to it, which says you're going to have difficulty sleeping because you're going to have a hard time shutting the mind off. It's going to be kind of bouncing back and forth. That you can handle. But the thing that I want you to remember more than anything else, and as the month progresses, know that this is a month that secrets can be made known. Okay? So don't be surprised at what pops out or comes out. Use it as a gift to hold on to. Keep a little notepad by your bed at night. You're going to get little flashes of things, and it may be a word or two here, but eventually it may become more information than you even think possible. So also, do yourself a favor if you decide you want to work around the house or whatever, because this is a slow and easy time. Stay off the ladders, okay? We don't want to pick you up and put you into the ambulance. It's too easy for tripping and falling this month. So slow and easy. Relax as best you can. Time spent by or around water will be absolutely fabulous. Other than that, 
you've got nothing to think about but maybe that nice hot tub and a glass of wine to kind of sneak into and relax with a few herbs in the tub. Just a thought. Sounds good to me. Well, this will be an interesting month, and it sounds like the pressure's off just at least a little bit, which is nice. Definitely nice. It's about time. But I like this uh, this thought of yours with the numbers that we will have secrets coming out. I love it when secrets come out. Oh, I do too, except if they're mine. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Those they've got to stay uh, hidden. That's it. Myself. That's but right. A lot That's of information right. is going to be passing on right now, and it's going to be surprising. We may not really hear what we're hearing immediately, and it's all of a sudden it's like. The quietude will set in, and then you go, wait a minute, what was that I just heard, or what did I just see? And then you'll start to rework it, analyze it, and maybe quite surprised at what the end result is. Amazing. Well, mm-hmm. sounds like a fun month, so here we go, into May. Now, if anybody wants to call in and ask our guest a question, we have a new call-in system, and the number is 563-999-3539. That's 563 563- Nine 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 three five three nine, and I have a little bit of paranormal news to share. That's pretty cool, and it's about the black-eyed kids. Now we had Nick Redfern on a while ago. Remember him, PK? Yes, I do. He does those great, great stories about cryptoids, and but he just came out with a book on black-eyed kids, and he was at a conference, the Ozark Mountain UFO conference, and a man approached him from Texas. Now, Nick just called him Mike because he didn't want to reveal his name. But he said that he, this guy, Mike, he heard a knock at the door in 2014. And this was at his home then in Wimberley, Texas. And it was 1115 at night. And then he goes to the door. He looks through the spy hole. And he sees a very skinny young boy dressed in a black T-shirt and black jeans. So Mike cautiously, which thank God he was cautious, opens the door uh, just a few inches, and he asks this boy what he wanted. And the boy kept his head low, and he was just looking at the ground. And then Mike said the boy asked for money so he could get something to eat. But Mike said something just didn't feel right. Now, you know, PK, that's what we hear about with these black-eyed kids. People get that bad feeling. Yeah, exactly, in the pit of their stomach. So, anyways, Mike started to feel threatened and even frightened by the situation. And then he said to this young boy, I'm sorry, I can't help you. And then this boy raised his head and looked at Mike right in the face. And guess what? That's where Mike saw that the boy had completely black eyes very pale skin. He said the skin looked like it had been painted on. Now, we've heard that before, but mostly with the men in black. Right. right? Yeah, almost a tissue effect. Yeah, it's like they have makeup on over something. But he said not only was the the kid's face looking like it was painted on, but the black hair he was wearing, he said Uh it looked like a wig. And then his eyebrows also looked like they were painted on. So it's, again, it, there's so many similarities, it seems, that are coming out between the black-eyed kids and the men in black. 
because you've heard this over and over about the men in black. But this is the first I heard about a black-eyed kid looking like that. So anyways, um, the boy just finally walked away backwards. And he kept oh. his black eyes on Mike. Yeah, how about that? Until he reached the end of the driveway. And at that point, the boy turned and walked off into the street and was lost from view. From view. But this guy, Mike, was really shaken up. He said he was, he was in a cold sweat. And he shut and locked the door. And thank God that was the last time he ever saw this young boy. But isn't that a creepy story? Very creepy. Now I'm going to have to check, make sure I can look out when the doorbell rings. <laughs> you better check. I am not answering my door unless I know who's on the other side. So that makes yes. Two of us. Yes. So that was a great story that was reported by our buddy uh, Nick Redfern, again, who's been on the show a bunch of times. And so it looks like more people are getting comfortable about sharing their experiences about this. And so that's always a good thing. And the that, other thing, yeah. as I was. Yes, I mean, it's nice when people come forward. The other thing I wanted to share with everybody is to go to our Facebook page because our guest tonight, James Gilliland, uh, they sent us a bunch of photos, and I was scrolling Mm -hmm. through the photos, and one caught my eye, which is a photo of an, an ET or interdimensional. I don't know which. And this photo looks so much like a photo that we took when we were doing American Skull with George Lugo, this mm-hmm. alien's face showed up. Now, to me, it looks very much like this alien or interdimensional that was photographed by a guest of James Gilliland. So we're going to talk to him more about that and all these other exciting things. But be sure you go to the Facebook page. Give us a like. Follow us so you can be able to find all these great things that we're going to be posting that we have posted. We have wonderful stories up there about all kinds of supernatural events. So don't miss out. Go to that page, follow us on Twitter. And if you want a numerological reading, patriciakirkman.com is the place to go. Again, that's patriciakirkman.com. You can find both of us on the website, Supernatural Girls with a Z. So let's, Let's introduce our guest. What do you say, PK? You ready? I that's a fabulous idea. Let's go for <laughs> it. Now, and I just wanted to tell everybody last week's show with psychiatrist Dr. Richard Gallagher was a great show. If you didn't hear it, you gotta go back and listen to it in the archives. But I just wanted to tell everybody, look, PK and I, we can't see each other anymore. So we're until we find a new video streaming So sometimes we talk over each other because we can't anticipate who's going to speak next. So bear with us until we get our video stream straightened out and we can see each other again. That makes it so much easier. But we're not trying to talk over each other on purpose. So just so you know, we generally are very polite, right, with each other, PK? (laughs) I'm going to think about that one. (laughs) I'm not letting you off the hook. (laughs) I knew it. Oh, goodness. Well, here's a a great quote from our guest, James Gilliland, again, of E. SETI, Enlightened Contact with Extraterrestrial Intelligence Ranch. He says, we are on the edge of taking a quantum leap in consciousness, and the physics is there to back it up. The science is there to back it up. If we change consciousness, we can change the physical world in which we live. 
Now, James is a best-selling author. He's internationally known lecturer, minister, counselor. He's also a multiple near-death experiencer and a contactee. He is a facilitator of many Eastern disciplines and a visionary dedicated to the awakening and healing of humanity and the earth. So we are honored to have James with us tonight. So, James, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me on the show. Well, it's our pleasure. You're a very interesting individual, but we've got to find out, James, how did you get started on this path in your life? Well, it's, uh, I think since childhood I've had strange experiences, and my uh, my grandparents were involved in the Roswell incident, and so they... The, my grandmother was the school teacher there, and so everybody went to her for advice. And they owned the hardware store that sold uh, a lot of the farm equipment to the uh, Swensons, I believe, is the Swenson Ranch. <clears throat> so she, she had the first responders, the sheriffs, come to her and <laughs> and uh, you know try to figure out what happened. You know, and they they told her. You know, they you know Edna was her name and. They said, you know, Edna, we're not alone. And she said, well, of course we're not. You know, it's a, it's a massive universe out there. And, and uh, so anyway, she said that they were as white as the sheet and they couldn't even hold a coffee cup. They were shaken up, you know, pretty bad by the experience. And so we've always had a history. My dad uh, had a ship actually land on the highway and he was the second vehicle up on it and was stopped. Uh, and they had some missing time too as well, so. Uh, he used to pull over on the highway and say, get out, and we'd get out of the car, and he'd point up, and we'd see, like, five ships flying right over our heads. So so I've always, ever since I was a kid, I just accepted it. And we were raised in the high desert, and there's, uh, you know, at night we'd put our sleeping bags out on the lawn because it was too hot to sleep inside, and, and we'd see ships just one after another, you know, flying flying overhead, so... You know, to me, I was raised with it. I I never even second-guessed it. So for you, it was normal. Yes, and to see these ships at night, this was just a matter of course. Now, it sounds like you said your father had missing time, so he was abducted. Yeah, something happened. They don't know what. um, You know, all he knows is, yeah, he knows there was some missing time, So, but they don't remember anything that happened. Did you have missing time yourself it, it, through any of these things that you've seen? Uh, I don't do time very well at all like, <laughs> uh, anymore. I, I just, that, huh? uh, you would know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just hard for me to keep time. So when was the first time that you remember having an experience of meeting an ET? Uh, I think I was, well, when I was, Five years old, I had <clears throat> bronchial pneumonia. was was actually in the hospital, and they told my parents I probably wasn't going to live uh, through the mm. night uh, ah. several times. And I had a woman appear appear to me. I didn't know who she was, and she was in blue, and she would stroke my head and talk to me, and I'd get through the night. And then that happened three or four nights in a row, and, and then finally. She actually gave me this substance and had me eat it. And it was white. And it looked like ice cream, but it wasn't cold. And uh, and ever since then, I was never sick. I never got. I never missed a day of school or or anything. But 
you know, it was kind of interesting. I didn't know who she was. And later I found out it was actually Mary. It was Mother Mary. And, and, you know, before I go any further, I want to do a disclaimer. I'm not really Catholic. You know, I don't, uh, I don't separate into religions or anything. She's a universal being and she works with, you know, anybody. And she works a lot with the children, uh, you know, making sure that they, they're safe and they're okay and things like that. You know, know, a lot, she does a lot of healing work with the children, but, the uh, that was my first kind of major paranormal experience, and then after that, we had a lot of experiences, beings apparent to both me and my brother, and most of them were benevolent. But we had a couple come that weren't so friendly and uh, kind of freaked me out, and I didn't know what to do with it as a kid. And, and I remember putting these big long screws through the back door of our bedroom, so. Things couldn't come in, you know, but, you know, I think screws are highly overrated as far as protection with, <laughs> you know, other dimensional beings. But as a kid, I didn't know any better. But, uh, well, yeah, when it's, you it's kind of a long history of things. Well, when you talk about your brother and you being kind of accosted by some aliens or interdimensionals that were not friendly, tell us more about that. Can you describe them? Can you tell us how you knew they weren't friendly? Well, they were grays, and uh, that, and they, I don't know what they're doing. The other, most of our contacts were benevolent, and they're more of the Nordic types, but um, they actually came in and dealt with it. The higher, the higher beings came in and cleared them out. I wonder, did you or your brother have more of a communication with them? Was Was there a favoritism between one versus the other by the beings that were? You know, I couldn't say because I I don't, you know, I don't know about his experiences, you know, all of them. I know he had he had similar experiences, but it's hard to say. Well, you know, what was one, did one seem to be more protected than another from the things that were going on around you? Um. <clears throat> I, you know, I think both of us were very well protected. Yeah, I, I couldn't really say, you know, because you know, at the time I was only like five or six years old. So, right. you know, it's hard to hard to figure that one out when you're that young. Yeah. Well, you were talking about your health and, and the substance that you were fed that you were well thereafter. What about your brother? Did he have illnesses take place of, of a stronger uh, quality nature or were they just hit and misses uh no he was he was in pretty good health um i think i think upon coming here there's a part of me that didn't want to be here you know i i knew from where <laughs> i came and and was having a hard time adjusting to the earth frequencies and and so i was having a you know a hard time adjusting like a lot of people a lot of people come in mm-hmm. and a lot of kids and they they a lot of them just check out and leave because they can't adjust to the, you know, the earth energies and the environment that they're in. But uh, it happens a lot. Never thought about well, that aspect of it. it. Yeah, and I'm you sorry, were very I lucky think... to get. You you yeah, got this yeah, amazing. Think... Well, there was a bigger plan going on. I know, I had. I remember going out of body and going up with a, a man. And he wore robes, very tall. And he would take me in a, in, up before a council, and I would stand before this council. 
And in a way, he was like presenting me for something. And I, I still don't even know what it is, but I know there was a bigger plan. There was some kind of a bigger plan going on, and I was part of it. But uh, I'm starting to understand it now. But at the time, I didn't, I didn't really know what it was. But uh, um, I'm sure a lot of people have that same vision or have those memories of, of going out of body and, and standing before councils and things like that, and and agreeing to do things. You know, certain things here on earth. Well, you're helping to make all of this very normal for people. So these flyovers, these contacts, it's just a part of everyday life because that's how you grew up. And we think that's wonderful. That's the whole premise of our show, that all of these things Mm -hmm. should be included in our paradigm. So you're actually living it, and you're inviting other people to the ranch to be with you and witness these things. Mm -hmm. So that's great. Yeah, we do... um yeah, I always say, you know, paranormal is normal, you know, for for us here. And we help a lot of people, even scientists come in. For, we were talking before about that on, on our ESETI Stargate channel on YouTube. You can, we just had a group of scientists come out and, you know, we saw, you know, minimum, I saw 35 ships and then I went in, but they said there was another 15 that happened afterwards, but you know, these were coming over, powering up. They were throwing out tremendous colors and uh, just all kinds of things going on and, you know, displays overhead. <clears throat> and they're like they're like little kids. Right? They're all excited. It made their whole day, and they had some pretty profound spiritual things happen to them while they're here as well. So uh, we just put that up on the website. So, you know, people come here, uh, the key is, you know, you have to have pure intent and an open mind and a loving heart. You know, if you come here with a bad attitude or, or as a skeptic, um, that's, you know, you're going to see a few things you can't understand, but you're you're going to kind of create that reality while you're here and 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 you probably mess it up for others as well. But um, <laughs> we, you know, we, we tell people just, you know, come and, you know, with an open mind and, you know, you keep discernment and observe, you know, what goes on. And uh, and we kind of go from there. Well, what you're doing is absolutely wonderful. And it's important to, again, tell people your website address so that they can go there, people in our audience, because they you do offer opportunities to actually come to the ranch. So what website address are you using right now? Is it eSETI.org? Well, eSETIEvents.com will take you to the new site that, where eSETI.org is the old site, and you can go there, and then from there go over to eSETI events. But uh, we're, our whole website is under construction. Finally, I've been wanting to do this for about five years, and finally it's getting uh, redone, and, and it's up it's up and running. But eSETIEvents.com is, is the best way, or, or just eSETI.org. Either one will take you to the same place. But uh, there's, a, there's a lot on there, a lot of events coming up. Uh, we have uh, John Vivanco doing remote viewing here, I think on the 17th, I'm pretty sure. But uh, uh, we have self-mastery courses, ambassador training classes, and a huge conference. We have the July 4th conference where we've got some great speakers up here. But what's, what's really nice about this place is not only can you come and hear some awesome speakers, you can walk out in the field of dreams at night and you know, photograph orbs and light beings and ships and, and everything else. So so it, it's Gosh, a life-changing experience when people come here. 
Yeah, exactly. Now, we want to know more from you, James, about the alien agenda. What can you tell us? I mean, why are they here? What are they doing here? They've chosen you, obviously, for a good reason. But tell us everything that you possibly can about their agenda. Well, they're all different, and they have different agendas. And we've had a lot of them here that weren't really in our highest and best good. And they've been here for quite some time. And and we've always had uh, – there's been meetings, you know, with the government and they, and they'll tell them like the good ones will say, Hey, okay, we're going to give you all the technology, incredible healing technology, you know, anti-gravity, counter-gravity, free energy, everything. But the kicker is, is you have to choose peace and you have to dismantle your nuclear, you know, weapons and things like that. And, uh, and create, you know, a council like a world council on peace. And then another group came and said, Hey, we'll, uh, We'll give you all the same stuff, but what you're going to have to do is um, allow us to abduct a whole bunch of your people and do experiments and, you know, <laughs> do other things. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you don't have to disarm. I mean, you don't have to, uh, you know, take the path of peace. And so, unfortunately, uh, in in the time when those offers were made, you know, we were in, you know, we had Cold Wars going and just ended a war and things like that. So. So they they went with the other option, you know. They went with the they kind of went with the wrong group, unfortunately. And you know that's that's some of the greys, the tall greys, the reptilians. There's there's even serpent beings attached to that, and some other things. And then you have the more benevolent ones that are that are more. A lot of them are more like us. And you know the Nordics. You've got the Pleiadians, the Orion Council of Light, who went through the reptilian wars. And you've got the uh, Syrian beings, which are the protectors, they were the protectors of the Anunnaki, and, and uh, they're returning with the benevolent Anunnaki. The fallen Anunnaki are being taken care of by by that group, and uh, and then you've got, uh, I think I said we got Pleiadians, Ryan Council of Light, um, Andromedans, Syrians, uh, Arcturians. Uh, there's quite a few groups. There's some. I'm just now finding out about other groups and. And I always tell people, you know, I only talk about what I've experienced. Uh, there's there's people that have had, you know, connections with other groups, and they said, why don't you talk about it? And I said, because I haven't experienced it, and I can't. All I can do is just say, you know, that's your experience, and I'm not here to say it's real or say it's false. You know, it's, it's your experience, but I can only really talk about my own experience. So it sounds like you feel closest to the tall whites. Is that the group that, because that's the group you did grow up with. Are they near and dear to your heart above the others? Yeah. Well, the Palladians, the tall whites are kind of a different group too. They're, they're, I think they're some kind of a hybrid. I'm not sure, but um, they're, they're a little different than the Palladians. They're kind of a, a, they're more, they're more into technology. They're not as into the Palladians. You just get a bliss hit when you connect with them. Uh, most of them are just so loving and so uh, highly evolved that a lot of people actually think they're talking to angels when they're talking to Palladians. They they can't tell, you know, they don't know the difference and and they just kind of pigeonhole it, pigeonhole it into their understanding or their belief system. 
and we see that happen a lot. You know, some people might be talking to, you know, an Andromedan, you know, with their mythologically known as archangels. They're eight to ten foot tall beings, and they have magnetized light bodies, uh, one of them. And then there's some blue ones, too, that have blue skin. But uh, they, uh, you know, people will put this in a category that, that, you know, aligns with their belief system. But there's always more to the story. That's for sure, and it sounds like you have the more to the story. That's why we're so glad you're here with us tonight. But we're going to take a very short commercial break. Everybody stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Are you ready for a new experience of freedom and powerful connection? Would you like a positive, effortless change in your life? Then come to CosmicFusion.com, where we offer the most advanced energy clearing and expansion techniques in the world with a quantum vortex energy to activate your divine blueprint and life's purpose. When your soul leads the way with Cosmic Fusion and Quantum Vortex Energy, you can break clear of past difficulties and blocks with the power of the Source. With Cosmic Fusion, the Source Energy does the work for you. It's easy and effortless. Listen to our free meditation right from our Cosmic Fusion website, the Cosmic Code Meditation. Sign up for one of our interactive webinars today. Come to Cosmic Fusion, www.kosmicfusion.com to experience an effortless awakening and transformation. Are you ready for an upgrade? Are you ready for a new experience of living in the fifth dimensional magic and powerful connection? Then visit CosmicFusion.com today. CosmicFusion.com Your property tax bill. Have you seen it lately? It's frightening. Your property taxes are going up while your home value is going down. It's time to fight back and win. For the real truth about the property tax system, get attorney Pat Quintilian's book, Are you getting screwed on your property taxes? How to find out and how to fix it. Attorney Quintilian answers all your questions and gives you the facts you need to fight a property tax bill that is spiraling out of control. You'll also read about what happens to property owners who don't check their property records, only to find out too late they're taxed on square footage, fixtures, and even buildings that they don't own. Is this happening to you? Learn your rights. Buy Attorney Pat Quintilian's book today. Are you getting screwed on your property taxes? How to find out and how to fix it. Available on Amazon.com. Astridian is a family of cosmetic products with 98% pure ionized minerals. We combine our science with a blend of essential oils to nourish and take care of your skin's health. How does it work? All Astridian products contain the proprietary redox technology, having the capability of simulating an ionic zinc-copper superoxide dismutas effect. This free radical scavenger currently in your body has been diminished by toxins and the daily stresses of life. It is a perfectly balanced mineral complex that all $200 an hour dermatologists, their professors, and ancient history have proven. Redox technology is a process of reducing the skin's oxidation by transferring electrons from a radical state to a stress-free normal condition. Oxidative stress is a form of cellular aging, and as science has proven, a precursor to disease. The free radical theory of aging 
states that organisms age because cells accumulate free radical damage over time. Damaged cells are not beautiful, but healthy cells are. The Astridium family is presented in four different uses that cover unique benefits to your body. They are the Essential Anti-Aging Series, the Multivitamin Series, Sports Series, and Professional Series. Regain your youth with the power of Astridium. Visit www.astridium.com and inquire. Use the code SUPERNATURAL and receive a 10% discount on your first purchase. Astridium, the beauty of being healthy. Welcome back, everyone, to Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker. I am here with my co-host, PK, and our terrific guest tonight, James Gilliland. He is from East SETI, Enlightened Contact with Extraterrestrial Intelligence Ranch. And we are just rolling up our sleeves here again into the meat of the story and all of the agendas, there's more than one, that these ETs and or interdimensionals have. So, James, let's pick up that conversation that we started right before the break. Mm-hmm. Are, there, are there any particulars that you can give us? I mean, we we do know now that our governments have chosen a path that does not lead to peace and did lead to a bunch of people getting abducted and experimented on. That's not good news, but that is something that we've come to believe did happen and is happening. So mm-hmm. what what else can you tell us about what's going to happen and and is there going to be disclosure? We have a lot of questions for you. Yeah. Well, I'll finish off where I was going before. The uh, When you get into the, bene- the benevolent side of ET, um, they operate under universal law. And, you know, some people call it the law of one. Everybody has different names for it, but it's it's quite simple. Basically, it's uh, universal peace, brother, sister, love, and individual freedom and prosperity for everyone. It's it's called unity consciousness, and that's how they operate. And, and that's what they're bringing to the table, and they're inspiring us to go in that direction. And they're working with a lot of leaders, like top people on the planet, to bring that consciousness and that, that uh, reality about on the planet. So when you get into the benevolent ones, you know, that's what they're about. There's there's some that operate under universal law and they're planetary liberators and they're here to uh take care of the beings that are operating outside of universal law. So so the the ones that are controlling and manipulating and interfering with our own our own evolutionary process here, they're dealing with those and taking those out and it's tricky because they uh, they want us to stay within personal responsibility. And, uh, you know, if they do everything for us, uh, then we become dependent and then we start worshiping them and we're right back where we started again. They don't want that. They want us to stand in our own divinity, make our own personal contact with creator, creation, whatever name you want to give it, and uh, work from that level and and. That's that's their agenda. So you have two agendas, and then you have there's kind of a gray area in, in there where there's some that are just observers. They're just observing, and they're doing some uh, experimentation and things like that. They're they're not real. I'm not saying they're bad, and I'm not saying they're good either. They're just they have their own agenda going. Uh, but especially with the ones that are doing the abduction and and the experimentation on on a lot of people that are tied into some aspects of the government. 
Um, I, I don't agree with that at all. Some people will say, well, you chose that. Well, you know, you had an agreement and things like that. But to me, that goes against universal law and your divine right to free will and self-determination. So, uh, you know, that needs to be honored on every level, even the physical level. So, so you know, I don't agree with that, as some people would say. But, you know, we're not victims. We can, you know stand tall in this situation and and learn how to heal unseen negative influences and maintain our own self-authority through these these experiences but there's you know there's some training involved well one of the things that we found because we've had a lot of dream experts on the show and we we do our own dream work also pk and i Mm -hmm. but found is that aliens or again i don't know who they are ets or interdimensionals whatever they can walk into your dream and a lot of people are not on top of this a lot of people Uh are they go to sleep they don't pay attention to their dreams but what we found are these aliens and ets and whatever they are are walking into people's dreams and saying to them can we take you and if you're not conscious enough to know what you're doing, you might say yes in your dream, and that basically gives them permission. So it's kind of uh-huh. a sneaky way around consciousness to get the permission of people, and it still falls under freedom of choice, but it's happening at night when people are asleep. So that's just part of what we found. What do you think about that? Yeah, that is happening. And and so, again, you know, the more you learn self-mastery and you learn how to heal unseen negative influences and and actually control your other dimensional selves and become aware of them and the more the veils between worlds are thinner you you bring more awareness into these situations and you can you know control the outcome in the dreams and and you know create a different reality and, and things of that nature so that does happen um there are different beings. There's the ETs can do it. There's beings in the astral level that can do it. Um, in the fourth dimension, on the lower fourth dimension, or what people call the astral level, there's beings that are, you know, what, what some people would call actually kind of demonic or some very disfigured people and messed up people hanging out on those levels, and along with some negative ETs and things like that. So when you're out of body at night and you're sleeping, a lot of times you're in the fourth dimension. And so you better learn how to, uh, you know, keep your energies clear and things that protect yourself and things like that. And I, I think it's really important before you go to bed is to set your intention. Uh, you know, some people call them watch angels. There's different things you can call on your main teacher and guide, or you can call on one of the masters, but, you know, do a little prayer, do a little clearing, you know, uh, and ask them to, to watch over you at night and teach you and heal you and do whatever is in your highest and best good. And the more we participate with things on that level, we start changing the outcome of these other things. That's great advice. I think everybody should pay attention to that. Because I know a lot of people in our audience would really like to be able to have the experience of seeing flyovers or also being able to communicate and receive communications from ETs. So what would you tell them? How how should they go about doing something like that? Well, what I find is that the most important thing is we need to rise to the occasion because these are very spiritually and technologically advanced beings. So we have to, you know, kind of meet them halfway at least. 
And so the more we meditate, the more we focus on love and joy and bliss, uh, the more we raise our frequencies, contact comes with that. that. That's kind of a, it just comes with the process. And so eventually when your vibration reaches a certain level, they find you, you know, they're going to connect with you because now, you know, you're, you're of use to them. They can communicate with you. You know, you can help with healing the planet and doing other work as well. So, uh, and that's why there's a lot of people that just pass over. People will never see them because, you know, like in Star Trek, they are searching for intelligent life, you know, so if we don't raise our frequencies, uh, you know. That's scary. Yeah, I mean, I've had people come up here and go, oh, I've never seen nothing, you know. I, And I said, would well, you ever go out at night and you ever look up? And they go, no, I don't believe in any of this stuff, you know. And I said, well, they are looking for intelligent life, you know. That's all I can say. <laughs> you know, so. And I bet they don't get it. <laughs> no, they usually don't. They, you know, they usually don't, but... Uh, yeah, we've had I've had some extreme. You know, you get the shields and all the other people attacking your character and everything else, and and uh, you know making all kinds of ridiculous statements. And all, all I say is, you know, thank you for establishing your character and your ignorance. Have a nice day. I mean, that's all I can say. <laughs> that I, you know, it's, it's not my job to, to to ram this down somebody's throat or or try to force anything on anybody. You know, we just provide information and. And and you know uh, evidence, and then people can choose themselves. James, what about government harassment? Have you experienced any of that? Ah, uh, geez. I mean, that could be a book in itself. <laughs> you know, as far as uh, wow. I mean, everything everything from brake lines cut to lug nuts being taken off the car to. Uh, constant surveillance, uh, black helicopters, our, our phone lines are always tapped, you know, uh, I know that, you know, and, uh, me and Trump have something in common there, but, uh, the, we had, so. uh, we had a general, yeah, we had somebody come here. It was pretty funny. We had a, a general, uh, called up this friend of mine that was here and he's part of the global exchange and he's kind of a signatory for the, uh, a lot of the Chinese gold, things like that. And he was here and this general called him up and he says, where are you right now? And he told him, he says, yeah, that's what it's showing. He said, you know, that's the most observed place on the planet. They're the most monitored <laughs> place on the, on the planet. I started, I started laughing. Oh, I said, oh yeah, God. it figures. Jeez, but yeah, no. we've had a lot of that. And how do you deal with that? I mean, does that wear on you at all that you're so watched and and I would imagine well, and again you talk about brake lines being cut. I mean that's that's yeah. less threatening. Yeah, well I'm still here, so somebody's looking after me. That's the way I look at it. But uh the I you know, I haven't died already. I've had near death experiences and everything else and so that stuff doesn't really threaten me at all. I just go, oh, that was interesting, you know, I I just pay more attention you know, to what's going on. But, uh, you know, I've had bullets whiz right by me, too, and things like that. But I always move right at the last minute or something. There's something that's always kind of intervening uh, so far. But, uh, you know, uh, I, you, have to, be- you have to do what you came to do. You can't stop. You know, you're, if your sole purpose is to do this, you have to do it. You can't shrink in fear or hide or, 
or uh, it just gets worse too if you don't go public and don't get this stuff out. It, the more public you go, the better it is for you, actually. Safer, I agree. Word, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, that is kind of scary, but I'm glad, and we're both glad that you are the kind of person that isn't intimidated easily. But who was shooting at you? What? Tell us the story about the bullets whizzing past. What was that? Oh, about? I, yeah. I, I don't know who it was. It could have been anything. It could have been, you know, like a religious zealot or it could have been some agency. I'm I'm not sure who it was, but it was funny because I was filming with my camera and all of a sudden my I just jerked back, my head jerked back and I go, what was that? And then I heard it go by me and the camera actually picked it up. It picked up the oh, noise wow. and a little flash, a little flash went through the screen. You know, you could see this little, uh, little flash it was kind of interesting but uh you know i just when that happened i go well i think it's time to go indoors you know it definitely wasn't indoors yeah no it wasn't i could hear it hit the wall behind me hit the house behind me unreal so now what about the men in black have you been accosted by them no they've never come to me but they've come to people i know and uh, they came to my nephew, and he was doing my website at the time. And they came to him, came to him, and they said, "We want to ask you some questions, you know, about about your uncle and and uh, this and this and this." And and he was he's very tapped in. I spent a lot of time with my nephews, and they're very plugged in, uh, very connected. And these guys were sitting in his living room, and he just told me, he "said Look." Um, he goes, I don't, I don't know what your problem is. Everybody knows UFOs like this, you know. Um, you know, all the polls are showing that the whole planet is aware of it. You know, what what are you trying to do here? You know, what what are you what are you trying to, to you know? And they said, we just need to ask you some questions. And and so they kind of tried to intimidate him and interrogate him. It was really weird. And what happened was these guys were very tall, and you know, they wore the suits and everything, but. The weird thing about it was, and I, I heard you talk about this, is that they didn't have any facial hair, and their skin was very white, and, and they had, <clears throat> it was very hot, and he was calling in like Archangel Michael and the higher beings and everything while he was talking to them, and he, at one point he thought, I wonder if I should get my gun, and one of them looked around him and said, that that wouldn't be a good idea. He did just thought it, and so they're, they're extremely telepathic. Yeah, but they were just sitting there cooking for some reason energetically, and they're sweating really bad. And one of them rubbed his head, and his eyebrow came off. And oh, wow. It was, it was sideways. It was like glued on or something like that. And the sweat, I guess, took it off. And they they didn't have color, you know, to their lips and things like that. And they didn't have any hair. They had no facial hair whatsoever. It was... It was uh, it was, you know, really interesting. Uh, I think they're, oh. I think they're cloned. Actually, I think there's some kind of. A, oh, okay. So they they look identical. Oh boy, that would make sense that they'd be cloned because of no color, no, no actual features, without. No, and there's no emotions. Yeah. No emotions there either. They had no. Mm. And I used you know, to date somebody like that. <laughs> now they didn't threaten or anything. 
they didn't threaten him. They had some badge with them that had an eagle on it. Uh, an eagle? You know, they they showed a badge, and I and I asked him if you could you recognize if you saw it again. He said, "Yeah," and uh, I, I'm not sure who they worked for, but they did show some kind of a badge, and, and you know, and you know, as if they were with some some law enforcement or some agency. That's a pretty strange law enforcement agency that has clones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Gosh. Facial hair. <laughs> now, but, uh, yeah, really. James, you also talk about, uh, I've seen this before, I think on your website, that when you see the red orb ships coming, mm-hmm. you try to stay away from them. Why is that? Well, there's some there's some ships that are kind of red and green, and uh, some of those are reptilian ships. And so there are some ships you want to keep your distance from. Now, some ships, when they come in, they have an orange glow on them because that's the frequency they need to stay within the Earth's atmosphere and stay afloat. But when they power up and they take off, it'll change, you know, into a white or a blue. Um, and they're not they're not so bad, but there are some that have like a red and green energy that um and they we had a big one come in here overhead, and quite a few people out here in the field, and they're all getting excited when they saw it come in and I had a bad feeling about it, and I said, "You know, I don't know about this <laughs> this one here I don't know if it's it's our government or some back engineer thing or what it is, and then all of a sudden. There's a big blue flash, and there's just powder in the air. There's nothing else. It was just powder. And what I found out it was it was a it was a reptilian ship actually, and it wasn't coming to to you know it wasn't coming to say hi. It had it had a different intention, and they dealt with it with the same intention. Hmm. Do, do you know what the powder was? Yeah, it was, well, they hit it with a beam, the bond, the molecular bond of everything. Uh-huh. And so it goes it goes back into just basically a powder or crystalline form. Interesting. So it's like, uh, it's, it's like the Star Trek ship hitting something with a beam. That's amazing. So it kept all of you safe, and you said it was a huge ship. Um, now, what about some of the extraterrestrials that you have an affinity for, I mean, do you see them like we see each other? Can you communicate like we communicate with them? Well, it depends on what dimension they're coming from. And so they can drop into this dimension, walk right alongside of us, and they have their ships. And their ships can be physical. And the ones I've experienced in that, in the, on that level were just extremely loving and very, they're very concerned about Earth and where we're going and humanity. Uh, you know, and, and yeah, I have a strong affinity for them. I, you know, they and they have a strong affinity for us as well. Do you know anything about their age? You know, like uh, how far back do they go when they've been since they've been paying attention to us or we're paying yeah. attention to them? Well, there was one being that appeared appeared to me. Her name was Plumaria, like the flower, Plumaria. But she spelled it with an A, Plumaria. And I said, well, your name is so close to a flower, you know, a tree that has a flower on it here on Earth, and they're all over Hawaii. 
and she said that her grandfather brought those trees here. Oh, so, for heaven's sake. <laughs> yeah, and so the Earth's been terraformed. There's 12 major races, star nations, that were involved in the terraforming, and then some came later. But uh, the Palladians were very involved in the uh, Atlantean and Lemurian. They were the root race that started those two colonies. And uh, and they there was another group that came here, which they referred to even before them as the Anunnaki, but those are the ancient Lyrians. Those are the really ancient ancestors. They're very tall, and they have kind of cone heads. You know, they look very different. And that was a, another group. And, and, you know, that was – there's – they're kind of picking up a lot of the antediluvian uh, um, groups right now. They're digging them up underneath the the Arctic, you know, the Antarctic, and things like that. They're because of the pole shifts. They when they were here, you know, the where they are right now is buried under tons of ice. You know, sometimes miles of ice. But uh, before it went on tropical, James, what's so? What's yeah. going on in Antarctica? Because we hear, have heard from a number of people that there are dignitaries that have gone there. There's military from all over the world there. What's happening? I mean, some people are saying it's fallen angels that are encased in some type of mm-hmm. ice and animation, and they're imprisoned there. But what are you being told about it? Well, from my understanding, it's a very ancient race that was there, and they were doing a lot of experimentation. And so there's, they're finding a lot of different beings that were there during that time. And uh, I don't think there's anything to worry about as far as the past, you know, what's there. I know, I know when people go there, they're unconscious, they'll freak out and they'll call it demons and devils. And, and uh, anybody that, you know, that, that uh, you know, they, the consciousness that they go with is what they come back with, you might say. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's a very, very ancient civilization that was there. Um, they look different. They found a lot of bodies that are much different than us. Um, you know, just there's a lot of stuff. It's just, it's, it's just the civilization was here before the pole shift and before the, you know, the caps change and things like that. Yeah, it sounds fascinating. I know it's been a, a big interest to our audience uh, this Antarctica mystery. So it's, this is very interesting what you're adding to all of this. Yeah. And the technology is still there too. Yeah. That's the other thing. This is a lot of advanced technology. Is that why the military is there to try and grab it? Probably. Exactly. You know, but yeah, there's, you know, there's always been a war over, over who has the most advanced technologies and who can make the best weapons. And, you know, we got to get out of that consciousness and, and one thing about the nuclear race, you know, it's like now we have, you know, the mutual destruction program where uh, now we're finding out that the nukes are useless because if one person launches, you know, <laughs> you know, they're they're going to get obliterated too as well. So, so now we're finding out that these weapons are actually useless because we've gotten so they've gotten so powerful we can't even can't even use them, you know. And but there are groups that are still trying to trigger a nuclear war. You know, there's facets within the deep state that would love to start World War Three, and they, they want to see 90% of us gone, you know, off the planet. And that's still going on. The good news is the benevolent ones, they, they won't allow it. You know, they're monitoring Thank all goodness. of this. Thank yeah. yeah. What can we do to help them? 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? There are there are groups right now. Now, this is a really interesting story. I was getting this information, and I didn't know what they were talking about. And I was talking about the future, and I said, what is going to go down here? How is this going to play out? And they told me that there's some very, very dark characters beyond most people's imagination that are running the show. And most people couldn't handle the truth. You couldn't tell them how dark it is and what goes on there because they couldn't handle it, you know. (laughs) And they said that that group is coming up, you know, and they're going to try to do their thing. But there's another group that's stepping forward, and a lot of people call them the white hats and the people that have, have, you know, moral fiber and things like that, and they're stepping up and saying, no, you know, we're not going in that direction. And they're actually being overseen by higher, you know, other ultra-dimensional beings and ascended masters and Palladians and the Ryan Council of Light and things like that are behind the White Hats and and, uh, taking down, you know, the satanic and pedophile network and all these other things. And so... So there's a lot going on. There's a huge shift, and the earth is ascending, and there's waves of energy coming in. We just had, uh, about a week and a half ago, we had a huge wave of energy came through, and everybody just went bonkers. Everybody's stuff came up. They're having emotional outbursts, and uh, it was pretty intense, and that's part of this process, but it gets, it keeps coming in, and it gets exponentially stronger and it's healing energy, but the problem with this kind of energy is that it amplifies everything. So it's bringing everything up, and it's a natural cycle. It's a cosmic cycle, but it's bringing everything up, all the hidden stuff, all the unfinished business. Everything is coming up, and it's coming up in waves, and it's just it's getting stronger and stronger, and that's where we're in, we're in that process right now. That's quite a process. It's very powerful. So yeah. when people, it sounds like you need a full team of, of therapists and spiritual leaders when people come to your ranch because the energy yeah. is so intense there. It, yeah, we have a three-day policy when people come. We say, you know, they come here and they go, God, I love this place. I'm home. I just feel the love and the joy and the bliss and the land. And, and I said, well, we'll give it three days. And they go, well, what do you mean? And I said, well, with that energy comes a quickening, and it's going to bring up everything that doesn't resonate with it. And so, uh, you know, in about three days, you're going to be in your stuff, you know, and it's going to come up. But this yeah, is I- a golden opportunity to heal it. You know, if you want to take responsibility, you can heal this and get through it. And, uh, you know, and a lot of people do take that path and, and come and heal, and, and, uh, and there's some that go into projection and blame and, and, uh, you know, point fingers at everybody else. Yeah, sounds like you go for two every- days. <laughs> it sounds like if you I'm go sorry. for two days, you get rid of that third-day problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ha- have it happen somewhere else. But, I mean, that's basically what we're here for, is to help people process anyway and, uh, you know, get through their stuff because it's not who they are. You know, it's just... It's just old wounds and traumas and wrong wrong conclusions from past experiences, childhood trauma. I think it's not really who they are. It's just something that they mistakenly identified with. Now, have you been on board any of the ships? Yeah, quite a few. You have. What's it like? Do tell. We want details. 
Yeah, they're all different. The one I was on board that was physical, there wasn't much to it. It was very simple. Uh, there was three seats in it, and it had screens all the way around. And you could see, you know, 180 degrees around the ship, or you could see other places if they're monitoring something else in another country or whatever. Um, you could see anything from these ships. It was, they're, you know, they're pretty interesting. And to me, there's some kind of a network, a communication network that they have here that they all utilize. But um, that one was kind of interesting. And then the big ships, the mother ships, uh, are really interesting. They have everything from humanoid feline beings to short little guys to blue skin guys to the very tall wow. humans, you know. Uh, they have kind of a, you know, they're federation ships. They're part of the Galactic Federation. So they have beings from all over the place. So it's kind of like being a ship. Yeah, you know, I tell people, I tell people if you really want to become enlightened and if you want a religion that that the closest religion to the truth is Star Wars, you know. Really? Yeah, unfortunately. It is true, and, and but you know most of it's benevolent. But there are some characters out there that are not are not in their highest and best good, and they're held in check most in most cases. How many, uh, shall we say, ships gather at the same time? Are they all individuals, or do they go go in a, a combination of groups, or what? Well, we see a lot of ships here, and I can tell just by their frequency and and their colors and how they operate, kind of who they are. Um, i tell you what's really interesting. Now, this ties it all together. I was on Coast to Coast a while back, and they had um, John Oates and, and another guy there, and they did reverse speech on the on the interview. And, and so the interview was, uh, Art was asking me, the first question, he says, what are all those little blue lights around the Mary statue? Because there's this huge pink beam of energy coming down on the statue, and we got a picture of it, but there's all these little blue lights along the bottom and you know i told him i said you know i think those are nature spirits that are are attracted to the light you know to the energy hanging out and so when they did reverse speech i said mary's elves say to love her <laughs> so, <laughs> oh wow <laughs> yeah yeah so i'm going wait a second so so you're saying the ascended master realm and the elven kingdom and the nature kingdom are 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 working together, you know, and they said, yes, you know, and so, so that was interesting. And then, so the, the other one was a huge golden ship came over and we filmed that and Art saw that and he said, well, who's on those giant golden ships? And I said, I don't know who's on them, but they're very ancient and they're very powerful and they, they feel like God beings, you know, they're very ancient. And when they did reverse speech on me, I said, sailor Vishnu is his name. And so, you know, Vishnu is the god of preservation, you know, the Hindu god of preservation. So, you know, if you go through any of the old sacred books and the scriptures, they all talk about these ships. And some ships are physical, some are pure energy, some are magnetized light ships. And and the beings are the same. You know, some beings are physical, some are energy beings, and some have magnetized light bodies, and uh, some are just pure consciousness. So. You know, there's a whole vibrational continuum going on, and unfortunately, we try to pigeonhole it and box it into, you know, the structures that we know, or 
whatever religious beliefs or scientific beliefs or whatever, you know, whatever ism we've chosen, we try to box it into there. But, you know, it just doesn't fit into those boxes. No, it doesn't. It's way beyond that, just super far beyond that. (laughs) So having an open mind takes on new meaning when it comes to people coming to your ranch and experiencing all of these kinds of things. Now, you did talk about also being on ships that were more energy-based, so not so much physical. Now, what was that like compared to being on a physical ship? Well, they have a technology that can pull you right out of your body and bring you up on the ship. And what happens is is that we, we there's a multi, well, there's a vibrational continuum, and it has all these planes and dimensions to it. And we have that within ourselves. And if people just believe they're a body and a personality, that's what they are. That's what they've chosen. But in truth, we're a spirit that has a body and a personality, and that spirit has many dimensions to it. So they can actually, like a six-dimensional being, can come in and pull out your six-dimensional body and up on the ship and have a conversation with you and put you back, you know, how much you remember uh, that experience is directly related to your spiritual adeptness, you might say. So if you've been meditating a lot and you're having access to these other dimensions, then you're going to remember a lot of that experience. If you haven't, you know, it'll just be like a very vague uh, dream. Oh, that makes sense. So, again, it, it pays to really invest in your own inner awareness. Uh, let me ask you a question. You know, PK and I have been following the 411, Missing 411 series with David Polites. We hope to get him on the show one of these days. And he talks, I'm sure you're familiar with it, he talks about people that are disappearing in our national parks and some of them in urban areas. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, when they, most cases, if they do find a body, they have a hell of a time trying to find a cause of death. So I was wondering, have you talked, Talk to your contacts, your extraterrestrial or interdimensional friends about this. I mean, what what's going on here? Yeah, somebody just asked me about that, and and just recently too. And and I was going to look into it. I haven't yet. My gut feeling is that I think there's either some some kind of psyops going on there, probably joint joint uh, human ET stuff happening there, where they're they're nagging people or there, there's so many possibilities uh, there. We we do have, you know, that's one of the things I'm going to ask. Um, a good one to ask on that, I mean, we'll find out too, is, is, is John Vivanco. He's an incredible remote viewer. And uh, that's a good question. I think I'm going to ask him that and see what he comes up with and yeah, also I, what I come up with. That would be great match. to know because mm-hmm. it's a pretty serious issue and you know you read about these people that go missing and there's a certain Mm -hmm. mo that follows it with bad weather that makes it very difficult to track these people and other types of things but the thing that intrigued us the most is that if they did find a body they couldn't determine a cause of death so that speaks to a whole different level of involvement by entities whether they're stealing souls and creating Cybermen or whatever they're doing or something else, but not to be able to determine a cause of death is quite troubling. Yeah, exactly. You know, we are, 
you know, we're basically electrical beings, and you can short out, you know, you, we can get shorted out pretty easy by, you know, different experiences. And, you know, there's a little chamber in your heart that is so has so much electrical potential there, and that surgeons know you do not touch that with a metal instrument. You'll short you'll short out a human real quick. But uh, oh the, uh, yeah, so there's different, could be a lot of things. It could have been, you know, you know, we just don't have the ability to withstand the forces that people are coming in contact with or, you know, it could be a lot of different things. I, I mean, all I can do is speculate right now, but I can look into it. It might be more than one thing going on. There might be multiple things happening because, I think you're right. you know, there are, yeah, I think yeah there's places in the forest and there's, there's places like, um, what's that ranch? Um, the crazy stuff happened at the ranch. I'm trying to Skinwalker. Uh, that? Yeah, Skinwalker, Skinwalker Ranch. ranch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, a lot of people wanted me to go there and check it out and hang out and I said, Are you serious? you know, I said I already yeah. I know a lot of what goes on what goes on there and I already have enough trouble in my life. I don't go looking for it, you know. So <laughs> so uh, and, and there's right. everything going on there. Just, just like there's a lot of things going on here and it's benevolent, there's a lot of things going on there and some of it's not benevolent. And, and so, you know, I kind of choose my battles. I don't, I don't go looking for the darkness because, you know, I have to deal with enough of that anyway, doing counseling right. work and things of that nature. You don't want to bring it home with you, that's for sure. No, exactly. And Let's I go respect back to the darkness. The, uh, yeah, we all need to. Uh, let's go back to the medicine you were given by Mary. Do they have any interest, these beings, in helping us with a new path of healing? Because certainly our medicine today, uh, you mm-hmm. take your drugs, you get, have to take drugs. Yeah, it's just it's one yeah. symptom leads to another symptom. It's chasing symptoms. It's not healing. I, I mean, clearly you were healed by a great, great healer, Mary. But what mm-hmm. about, again, helping us out a little bit here? I mean, I, I feel sometimes like they're a little stingy. <laughs> yeah. They're not well, you helping know, here's us as much this, as we could. Yeah. We, we could have the, the problem help is, here. The, yeah, the problem is is that there's karma with, like, let's say if I came down and I gave somebody this miracle cure, and that guy went out and tried to tried to make it available to everybody and got killed, um, then, then I'd go, okay, uh, that didn't work. And that's happened on a regular basis. And so the people that have the free energy and that have do the miracle cures and things like that, most of them are, have been killed or shut up or given the briefcase of money and said, you know, here, have a nice life on the island. And, uh, you know, alternative two is you and your family die, you know, so. You know, I'm just being realistic here, and, and that goes on on a regular basis. And now that that's coming to a close, all of these things can start coming out. But a lot of the things I, I know of where these technologies are, and I know where magnetic light tables are and things like that that create communication from your etheric self, which is your whole and healthy, perfect incarnation, you know, the perfect pattern that can bring that pattern straight into the physical and reprogram everything and, you know, change your DNA and everything else. But those technologies are here. They're on the planet right now. And incredible diagnostic uh, devices that not only diagnose, but, sh- but 
put the energy back that needs, you know, brings balance back to the body, uh, things like that. Um, and then there's a lot of other ones that are also almost mirac- miraculous, but based there are a lot of Russian technology out there and devices that do that, Rife machines, things like that. You know, all that stuff, there's just going to be a big explosion here real soon of, of those technologies coming out. Um, you know, I know of some technologies I can't even talk about right now because it's, it's not safe, but I was involved in getting that out and back in the 90s. And uh, the scientists I was working with had his lab blown up. They stole his car. They threatened his family. Um, it was a real mess, and we had to just drop it. How and sad. what was this? Was My it God. Medical? What's that? Was this in the I'm medical sorry. field or was this the energy? Was this a medical thing that he had invented or was this an energy issue that he had dealt he has, with? Well, he which, has both. Which category? He has, he, has, he has both categories, basically. But oh. this was this okay. was the free energy that we were working with. This was um, zero-point energy, and it was unlimited. Hmm. So wow. you can imagine how many people were threatened by that one. Yeah, this was this was back in the '90s, you know, early '90s. And what I found out is that everybody wanted to steal it, and everybody wanted to control it, and or they wanted to suppress it, one or the other. And it was sad because I'm going, where's the, where are the conscious people that have the funds to make this happen? You know, uh, we keep running into the other guys and all the hidden agendas and everything else. But, and I, I just don't think we were ready for it back then to come out. You know, it, it, there's just too much resistance and the people weren't conscious enough, consciousness enough to bring it out. Now that's are kind of sad. I mean, are we ready for it yet? You know, I think we are. Um, I tell you my thing. I don't, now, this is going to go off topic a little bit, but I want to go back into this. But I was receiving all this information, and they kept telling me there's there, – they kept saying Q, like over and over again, Q. And I go, what are you talking about? Are you talking about Star Trek Q? And they said no. And whenever I got into the – whenever I got into the powers that were, you know, they're being taken out right now, uh, they kept saying Q. And then all of a sudden I find out this – QAnon group, which is the White Hats, are bringing our. <laughs> there's a huge uh, facet to this that that's part of that group, and that group is tied into the higher dimensional beings and the benevolent ETs and and the gold and everything else. It's all it, there's many dimensions to this, but I didn't understand what they're saying, and now I fully understand it. And what I'm seeing now is that the only way that these technologies can come out and and that we can get things back on track and end the disease and the, and uh you know the war and disease profiteers and all that stuff those guys have to go and and uh because none of this can get out as long as they're in charge and so what i've seen over and over again and people get really upset with me and i tell them you know, they go, well, they're going to release trains of dollars and they're going to do this and they're going to do that. And it's definitely going to go because Hillary's invested big in this, you know. And I go, I go, that's probably the reason why it's not going to go, you know, because they're not going to allow trains of dollars to get in the hands of the very same people that have created this mess in the first place, you know. So, so it's, uh, 
and everything is reversed right now. In my time, you know, the the left was, you know, the people trying to fix things to take care of the planet and everything. Now, now it's the opposite. <laughs> the, the right are the ones that are trying to restore, uh, you know, the Constitution, universal law, you know, restore the republic and create a fair economic system and one where everybody prospers. And so it's been totally reversed from my time to now. And, and people need to get behind that because, um, and I'm not, I don't want to go political on this, but what you really want to do is look at who's telling the truth out there, who has a track record of lying and are you going to continue to believe them and who has their priorities in order? You know, are they, are they focusing on bringing heaven to earth? Are they operating from universal law? I mean, none of them are perfect, but overall, are they really trying to help humanity? Are they in service, you know, or are they self-serving, you know, and are they connected to a darker force, you know, and, and, and everybody's going to have to wake up and look at this with brutal honesty, you know, to, and you, you, <laughs> The, the forces you you may have been backing may be the very forces that have been subduing people for eons. That's very true, and I'm so glad that you said that so that people can wake up to really start identifying who is involved with the dark forces and, and separate it out from politics and just look at the individuals who are involved. And I think that's the best way to give you a clear exactly. answer as who what you're doing it looks like we have a caller on the line who may have a question let me just check in here and bring them live on the air hi you're on the air do you have a question for james hello Hello? hi do you have a question for james yes you're live on Uh, the air do you have a question yeah he's kind of new to me so um I'm just tuning in now. I was looking at the the ranch thing on YouTube, and I was wondering what kind of conferences do you have? Yeah, we have a lot of different ones. We've got remote viewing conferences. We have um, divine feminine conferences. Uh, We have, like I said, Science, Spirit, and World Transformation Conference coming up. It's really big. Um, There's there's so many different conferences, and. We just sponsor a lot of people that are on the right side of the fence, you might say, that are heart-centered, that are here to help humanity and the earth, and, and uh, those are the type of people that we invite here and and work with. So there, if you go to eSetiEvents.com, uh, all the information is there, and you can see the conferences. And and uh, we do a lot of counseling work and teach ambassador training, self-mastery training, and things of that nature. Oh, neat. Yeah, well, thank you so much for your call. All right, thanks for calling. Yeah, this is a, a great opportunity, James, that you're offering to people. How much do you charge for this if people want to come to your ranch? Can you give us a ballpark? You know what? Um, I, I don't even involve myself at that end of it, so I have no idea. It's I should. I should get up to this. But, you know, it's basically the the – the counseling, if it's one-on-one, it's it's really inexpensive if you want to just come and hang out and do a sky watch and see the ships and everything. You know, the camping, I think, is either 25 or 30 for people that want to come. There's, you know, beautiful showers here and and bathrooms, and so it's, it's not so much camping. You're basically just sleeping, you know, in your tent. And, uh, 
And that's the best way to do it, actually, is come and camp because then you're on the ground and you just open your, you know, your tent door and look out and you're in this beautiful natural surrounding with all kinds of of things happening, you know. <laughs> so, so, uh, but you know, there's if you want oh, rooms, right. um, everything is being redone on the website, so I'm not sure what what the numbers are, but it, it's actually very inexpensive. What about Bigfoot? Now, a lot of people have tethered Bigfoot to UFOs. Have you had experiences mm-hmm. with Bigfoot on the ranch? Yeah, we have a resident one that comes around. Uh, he's like a juvenile named Delaki, and he's and you know a lot of people go, okay, he's lost it now. But <laughs> there's major witnesses to this. Um, Clyde Lewis, that has Ground Zero Radio, he came walking out of the guest house and. And he ran, Delaki ran right up to him, skidded, stopped, smiled at him, took off and ran back the other way. And there was five witnesses to it. I saw it running away and uh, turned, him, turned him upside down. He didn't want to talk about it. And then I showed him the evidence. I went and took photographs of the footprints and everything else in the mud. And so, uh, and I gave them to him. So he he went forward with it, you know, and started talking about it. But there's a whole family that comes through here occasionally and they... They, uh, you know, they ask, you know, you're in meditation. They'll come and they'll kind of get your attention and then they'll ask, you know, telepathically, if, you know, if they could have some apples or whatever. And I always say, yeah, help yourself. Because we have some pretty big orchards here with, you know, pears and apples and Asian pears and cherries and everything else. So so I figured they were here first, you know. <laughs> so I just tell them to <laughs> help yourself. But, you know, there's a lot of... Uh, Lorcan O'Toole, Peter O'Toole's son, was just here uh, last summer, and he saw one, you know, up close and personal with two other people. Um, it's, it's pretty common. It's, uh, uh, you know, and what it really depends on your consciousness. Uh, if you're filled with a lot of fear or anger or skepticism, you're, they're not going to show themselves to you. You'll probably never see them. But if you set your intention to have that experience and focus love and joy and bliss out there, you'll you'll create that reality. It's the same with the UFOs. If you, if you set your intention on having experience and you make sure it's the benevolent ones and, and you send them love and joy and bliss, the mind in which you seek is the mind in which you're going to connect. So you're going to connect to those beings and, and uh, the best way to, to make sure you don't have problems with the negative beings to, to align yourself with the positive one. Now, why is this happening on your ranch. Is it a special portal that you have there? It is. It's a Stargate, and it was here before I got here, and there's been UFO activity here uh, hundreds of years documented. The Native Americans know all about it. Um, Kenneth Arnold, who coined the word flying saucers, uh, lost sight of the ships when they descended on the western slopes of Mount Adams, and that's our front yard, basically. So there's just a long, long history of activity here. And do you think if you were somewhere else, they would follow you? Because it sounds like you were chosen. Would they follow you to another area? Yeah, they do. They do. I went to uh, Contact <laughs> in the Desert, which is actually I coming up. So. Yeah, and uh, I I do the kind of the invocation to bring the ships in and connect with the ships there, and and uh, and I do lectures there and things like that. And every time I've gone there. There's been just multiple ships. Last year, there was 85 ships counted by MUFON during the 
meditation and, and you know, ask, inviting them to come. So we had uh, 85 ships over our presentation. And there's some other people that did the same thing. Unfortunately, they didn't. They didn't get any ships. <laughs> so, oh dear. Oh, kind of, well, there's the wrong. They have the wrong intent. It's like there's there's, you know, not mentioning names, but there's people out there that say open to anything, just let anything in, and stop being spiritual snobs. And there are no negative ETs and things like that. And because of that, they've actually aligned themselves with the negative ETs, and they already uh-huh. some know it and some don't know it. And and so. What we did is we cleared them out and brought in the benevolent ones, so so their guys couldn't come. You know, they they couldn't uh, <laughs> they couldn't come in. So you warded the area. So now, do you have a special prayer that you say, or an invocation that you that you repeat to get them to come? Well, with me, it's it's automatic. I'm just always connected. But what I do is. I usually begin with a small talk about who they are and why they're here. And uh, and then I do a clearing prayer where I clear the energy. And it's it's a very old technique, and it, it works. You know, it's always worked. But, you know, you can align with any master teacher that you feel comfortable with. Just make sure they're fifth-dimensional on up. And uh, and you, you invoke their presence. You bring them in. Surround yourself with light, and and then there's a little prayer where you welcome any entities that need help or need healing, and you know you have them filled and surrounded with the Christ light or the Buddha light, whatever name you want to give it, the Mary light or Kuan Yin light, and uh, you know that love as well, and have the other beings take them off to their perfect place. And so we always clear before we do anything here. We clear the energy even before we do anything on the land. We get clear with the nature spirits and make sure, you know, we're not trespassing on anything. And they have their places here on the ranch, too, that we don't, we leave alone. We don't go in there other other than to photograph them, <laughs> take, take yeah. the orb pictures and the, the other crazy pictures. Oh. But uh, I have another question for you, James. Sure. Um, we know what we need from them. I mean, they have technology that would help us with free energy. They have technology that would help us with healing. What do they need from us? You know, basically the benevolent ones are in service to the creator in all creation. And so that's, that's their, that's their program. You know, they're here to serve and they're, they're here to help those less fortunate or more primitive races to evolve and continue, you know, on the path to ascension, you might say, or, or to make their own personal connection with Creator. There are some others that are here for other nefarious reasons, and they're here, and a lot of them are here because we have the DNA of the gods. Actually, we have the ancient gods, the DNA of the ancient Anunnaki, and and so they're trying to create hybrids and use that DNA and mix it with their DNA. Uh, there's there's a lot of different reasons that. That, as I said before, that they're here, but the benevolent ones are in service. They're in pure service mode, and, and a lot of us are them. We incarnated from those realms, and we're part of the ground crew, or part of the awakening healing process, and we incarnated to help help the earth and humanity uh, kind of learn to behave themselves, you might say. <laughs> 
we do need to learn how to behave. That's for sure. Well, I was just wondering if they needed something else from us because some of them seem very emotionless, but yet they're interested in our emotional body. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, wondering about the, like, a lot of them. that is true. There are those that are hybrids and things like that that. Um, and they're trying to breed emotions back into their race because they found out that during this shift or during this ascension, they're stuck because without emotions, you can't make it into the fifth dimension. And on up, you're stuck, you know, on the wheel. And and, uh, and that's, that's a serious problem for them. And they bred emotions out of their race, and now they realize they screwed up. And so they're trying sure to, to... Yeah, because lo- love is the life force it's the cosmic glue that holds everything together and it's the power behind creation if you have no love or you know access to love you're screwed you know you you can go as far as your mind will take you and that you're stuck in the intellect and that's as far as you can go well this has been so fascinating james thank you unfortunately we're out of time we're going to have to have you back so we can continue this conversation it's been so enlightening and thank you so much for, for all the good work that you're doing in the world today. You're one brave guy. Oh, thank you. I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do, basically. I think that's what's well, important. We have to find find our own unique soul purpose, and we, we all have it, and get on with it, you know, and, and drop the programming. Well, that's that's the, the best goal that we could have, and, and really to enact that. But again, James, thank you so much. Everybody, make sure you go to the website, which is eSETI. Is it events eSETI or eSETIEvents.com? Is that it? Uh, yeah, eSETIEvents.com. Dot com. It's okay, everybody. Good, good information, yeah. everyone, and thank you so much for this evening. Thank you again. Next week, we are talking with someone who created a portal and brought through. So be sure to join us next week, everybody. Until then, we'll see you on the Blue Highway. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another radio adventure with Supernatural Girls. Great show. Yes, it was very, very yep. interesting. Good information. Good yeah, yeah. And I think we did better tonight. So Yeah, well we were both attention. Yeah. Question for you. Do you <laughs> want me to let you know when we have our thirty minute time frame so you can break? I didn't know if yeah. you had advertisement or not. I, I started to let you know at uh five thirty our our time. And then I thought, well, Maybe you'll stop in a few minutes. Well, then it got a little bit later, and I thought, well, I'll just let it go. But I was going to ask yeah, you if you wanted me to pay attention. Yeah, that helps. Uh, but we was in such a deep discussion with him. I thought, I'll just let it go. Yeah, well, but I didn't, like I said, I didn't want to interfere. Because that's something I could just do on the cell phone and just say time. That's all yeah, you need. Yeah, you can just text me. That, that would help. Yeah. yeah, that's a good idea. Well, good. Well, you have a good rest of your evening. Well, I'm going to give it a shot, and you do likewise, young lady. Thanks. Make sure you watch the skies. 
<laughs> you might see a UFO tonight. <laughs> well, very true. At least now I'm not afraid to look up, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, you enjoy, and I'll talk to you soon. Okay, honey. Have a good night. Bye. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye.